0: My son's like, did you study for this thing? I was like, <laughs> I don't know, that's def- defeats the purpose.
1: Dude, you were freaking money last time. <laughs> I appreciate it. Like, you were. Like, we had such good reviews yeah. with you. Oh, did you? Oh, that's awesome, dude. Yeah, we had a lot of listeners and viewers and that's great. I, I think it was just a conversation, right? Like, yeah, well, that's like people Ruben. don't
0: yeah, exactly. People don't uh, I-, I think that's why people are podcasters. I am I love podcasts. Oh yeah. They're addicting. Yeah, and they go off script it's just there is no script is my point i know that they all have an idea of what what, the direction they go but they just go off script all the time because Mm -hmm. it's a conversation right and And usually if you if you eliminate the script uh you know you you end up talking about kind of an impactful subject because it just it it comes out naturally but Mm -hmm. i think if you like script out everything you're going to do every time i'm being interviewed this we can get into this too on this thing here and record it but uh, for even for the Faith and Business Conference, they're like, Do you want us to tell you exactly what we think you're going to talk about? I'm like, I a general sense of like, you know, m- m- maybe, but I don't, I'd rather just go and just kind of let let it flow mm-hmm. out naturally. Because first off, when you, I don't, yeah, if you, if it's like, I, I have to say these specific things, and then it really takes away from the meaningful stuff around what you want to say, yeah. So, anyway, I don't know. No, we'll i what it. happens.
1: Just where it goes.
0: <laughs> yeah. There's really cool. I love the podcasts that are like the mystery ones. Yeah. Dude, those are my, they're unbelievable. No, they'll, they'll like talk about like conspiracy theories and there's two in particular. One of them has a, a female and a man, but uh, the way they tell, it's like, it's like Dateline on steroids. It's way more in depth and cool and you know.
1: I, I love Dateline yeah. by the Dateline
0: way. will drag out like what could have been five minutes
1: to an hour. Yeah. It's just unbelievable. They just got to keep going and going. And going. Yeah. My, my wife makes fun of me because I, I love watching Dateline, Dog the Bounty Hunter. Yep. I saw Mysteries. I think it's the first 48 hours of a murder and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, and she's like, you're freaking nuts. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. I go, it's like a mystery because I think that they're going to figure it out. Yeah. But the like voices said, is on. They just drag it on, on and date, try to figure it out.
0: Dateline or, you know, I love the dude's voices. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, 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 <laughs> Oh, gosh. H- Hater. Bill Hater did the best impression of the dude with white hair. You ever see that? Yes, guy? I did. It's
1: awesome. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. That's like... What is that? Who did um Harry Carey for uh, Saturday oh, Night Will Live? Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. Yeah. Oh, shit. That was awesome. <laughs> if I was a hot
0: dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you If you ever want to watch something really funny, you can watch part of Will Ferrell's audition tape for SNL. And one of the things he does... Is he pretends he's a cat, but he's like chasing a yarn ball. Uh, dude, it's just, and it's, it just, it, it lends to the brilliance of just being unique. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, I remember uh, Ellen DeGeneres, she went, she, the first like comic contest she won. Mm-hmm. She, on her way there, she just, it just came to her. She just went and got this like Whopper Big Mac. And all she did for, cause I think they each got like four or five minutes, to, you know, just to, she ate the burger and then talked while she was chewing on the burger. So no one could really even understand what the hell she was saying. Mm-hmm. But it just was funny. That is Everyone laughed because yeah. they're like, you know, just, and she's, you know, I mean, think <laughs> about her action. She's just got this fucking yeah. burger in her mouth and, and it, it's brilliant. They probably
1: never seen anything like that. I just watched a Chris Farley documentary. I yeah, think he's I was, one of the best actors ever.
0: It's amazing. It's sad. It gives me goosebumps. Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: I wish he was still here, but like they, he did that one, um, I can't think of the nightclub where he, uh, comedy club where he performed, I think. Oh, it's, it's, like it's Chippendales. Yes, yeah. Chippendales and everything. It just hilarious. Yeah. And then like, Tommy would, Boy, great yeah. movie and everything.
0: So. Yeah. It became, so the SNL cast, they're kind of split 50-50. Kevin Nealon wrote the script for Chippendales. That Chippendales. And um, Bob Odenkirk is, is because Bob Odenkirk was a writer on SNL at the time. And Bob Odenkirk, think is very, he was saddened by it because he thinks people were laughing at Farley because he's fat. To which is true to a degree. I, I think they were laughing because he was better at dancing than Patrick Swayze. Yeah, <laughs> and, and Kevin Nealon yeah. said that. He goes, on, honestly, the joke is how good he actually was up there. Mm-hmm. Um, I and at which I agree, and I, I'm not saying that people aren't laughing because he's fat, but I, I I disagree with Bob Odenkirk uh, that that was, you know, the only thing people thought was funny. You know what people think is funny is when you make fun of yourself. I don't care who it is, right? Like, so true. You got Roddy Deersfield. I get yeah. no respect. His, his wife cheats on it, right? It, it's all of these things. Mm-hmm. People find that to be funny. They do. That's what people laugh at. So, I, I just I get it. I think I think a lot of those guys are sensitive about Farley because of his you know insecurities, drug addiction, and so on and so forth. But yeah, I don't that, think I don't think that I think that made his career. And if and if you got to make your career by you know dancing with your shirt off to that music everybody's
1: working that's unbelievable uh, dude one of my favorite songs by the way dude it's amazing
0: (laughs) i I play it when we're golfing i can't tell you how many guys like i'll put it on and some guys like doing that dance
1: it's it's a classic dance it's unbelievable it is it it resonates with yeah it brings you back to i don't know it brings me back to my childhood and everything watching saturday night live when it was funny when it was funny, and that that cast, like you said, the Kevin Nealon, like oh, that cast the, was amazing. And they made fun of amazing. Clinton.
0: They made fun of Bush. They made fun of everyone. Yeah, there there was no, and it's gotten so far left anymore. Oh, it has. And I don't care if it's far right or far left. It's just not a good place to be mentally.
1: Agreed. I remember that one skit that they did, the night of the Roxberries. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're in the car. The cokeheads. The coke two. The coke they're always heads. going like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they and they made out with the grandma yeah, and the yeah. nursing. Oh yeah, there, I forgot
0: they, about that when they show up there.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. Chris <laughs> Corton, Chris Corton, and they're feeding. Chris Katan, I'm sorry. Yeah, Chris Caton. and he's feeding um the one <laughs> grandma yeah, yeah. apples. You remember
0: uh, Jim Carrey was on there with him one time. Oh, I was Jim amazing.
1: Curry. Um, all the all those guys are yeah. amazing. Yeah. I, I wish. What what is a faith and business conference, Rory? Uh,
0: it's kind of it was it was birthed by a group of men. Um, uh, it's, it's a Catholic men's business fraternity. Um, this isn't you know specifically a Catholic event, nor is it specifically for men. It's for everyone. But the the Catholic men's business fraternity they just formed a group of men, uh, the Catholic men in the business world, and the idea being, um, you know, to not wear, you know, five different hats a week. Right. You, know, you got your wife hat. You know, your, your I'm at the bar hat, the mm-hmm. golf course hat, so on and so forth, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and Mass, in particular, that hat's an hour long. So the, 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 it's, it's, it's about bringing Sunday into Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, the CMBF. So they, they want to start a faith in business conference where, you know, I look at, well, a good one is, um, you know, uh, what's, the, what's the chicken sandwich place? Oh, uh, Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. So you want to talk about faith in business and and doing the opposite of what we're told does not work or that or that it makes people uncomfortable, mm-hmm. right, which is live out who you are as a person and your are kind of where your morals come from in the workplace. They don't indoctrinate anyone, but what they do is they close on Sundays. They do all they these do. things that are against the industry. It's about what their beliefs are about what people need. And they're giving people what they need because it, because it's what they need. So, so the owners, the people who started Chick-fil-A, they, their Sunday is the day that, you know, you rest, you, yeah. you go, you go to mass or whatever it is that they do. Well, they don't tell their employees that's what they have to do. What they've allowed their pl- employees to have is, is the opportunity to do those things. Mm-hmm. Um, because right. they, because they want the same opportunity, by the way, they don't want to know what the sales are on Sunday. And I'm not saying everyone closes on Sunday, but in terms of the Faith and Business Conference, the idea is that like, you know, I, I, how many times you hear someone say, well, that's just how business is done. And that's like the funniest excuse to say, yeah, I did a really crappy thing, right? Mm-hmm. And so you excuse it away by, well, that's just how business is done. Well, Chick-fil-A shows us you do business how you choose. And Chick-fil-A decided to do it different than everyone else. And they're they busier than everyone else. They are. It's, it's, I've never seen anything like it.
1: It's very unique because I, I figured Elvis was in there. <laughs> it's I, I just watched a documentary. Um, if you know, Nathan shock and Dr. I, Nathan yeah, room yeah. Um, five car or um, um, gosh, sidecar yeah. and um, five, four training, right? They, they actually had it on their training thing and it was talking about like how you mentioned Roy, m- Monday through Saturday, Chick-fil-A is open for breakfast and lunch and dinner and to the competitors, Burger King, Wendy's and McDonald's, they make more money being open six days a week compared to working seven days a week,
0: and it's not—it's not, it's not just—it's—it's it's all of who they are exactly. has penetrated their organization because they don't. You—you you just said this, like so. We're training our employees, and, mm-hmm. and p- part of the integrity of the training in the company is: do, do I practice what I preach? That's what yeah. you said, mm-hmm. right? You have to practice
1: yeah. what you preach. You do all day, every day.
0: Well, so they—they <laughs> they do that. <laughs> they do, yeah you know, here, and here's Amazon, you know, you got Jeff Bezos, um, I, you know, somehow, I mean, the Democrats have not realized just how elitist they become, the voters in, anyway, but, uh, I mean, he's, he's, the things he's done to his employees in terms of, you know, them, them coming together, their pay, I mean, it's, it's, it's insane.
1: Mm-hmm. It is insane. insane. Yeah.
0: And here we are, it's, you know, one of the I mean wealthiest individuals in the world and but he's the that's how business is done guy Mm -hmm. right yeah I think the point is in the faith and business motto and what it's done for me is to bring more humility than that into work I mean it certainly hasn't fixed me nothing ever will right work if we're you have to know that you're a work in progress forever we all are um I had this guy into that I had this guy (laughs) tell me I wasn't a real catholic once and I said that actually makes me feel like a real catholic Right. Like, yeah, I, I suck often, but you know, that's the, the it's the, again, the humility of knowing that, yeah, I'm, I'm a complete disaster. Amen so, that. um, I, that, I think, so for me, I, I, that's where it's helped me a ton is, you know, I'm broken and that's, that's okay. And, mm-hmm. uh, saying, you know, being humble and t- I tell my team about our events and you know we'll talk about church. We talk, I have a, one of my favorite employees of all time was a Muslim Ali. He uh, lives in, um, Kansas City uh he's I he is a if if I if I had to draw like a line on a piece of paper and you have these moments where religion kind of comes in and out Mm -hmm. of your life yeah Ali was one of the so was Ali and Joe Rutten that really and I actually brought Joe Rutten to meet Ali he was such a devout uh, Muslim that it made me want to be a better Catholic and this is the thing too of interacting with people that don't think like you Mm -hmm. you know yeah which we can't do anymore, I mean like my God but <laughs> can't collaborate <laughs> no we don't want to come to an agreement here and i our, our religion our our ideas we talk about um Ali, yeah it's just i he I still keep in touch with him he hasn't worked for me for eight years i I, I tell him I love him still I do I love him
1: and so, he did something to your life and everything it was I just, yeah the type
0: of person he was and the, the way he talked about faith his i mean you know to be a good Muslim is a lot harder than being a good Catholic.
1: I mean I can't even imagine. It's
0: the timing of what they do, the their the way that they they fast, um nothing is short. Um anyway, my opinion.
1: No, I, I love what you said there because like I go to embrace church here in town. Yeah. And um pastor Adam we're we're in a series right now yeah. on how many hours are through the whole week. Yeah. And you have that 1 hour like you're you're in mass church. Yeah. And they you you get the you get the scripture or the message and then you build the foundation with those other other 160 some hours. What are you doing?
0: Well, and what we don't say out loud enough is probably the least amount of uh, uh, reflection, like good honest reflection, like spiritual reflection. The least of it happens at mass, and I I, mm-hmm. I don't mean that. I love mass. I go to mass. I love I love communion. I think the Eucharist in the Catholic Church is the greatest thing about it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But you know, I'm, I'm looking at a kid, I'm hearing, I, I'm. it's one of the more distracting things I do in a week. Right? Yeah. And morning masses, daily mass to me are better. They're, they're a little shorter, um, they're early in the morning, and, and it's filled with adults. Now, I love having my kids in mass, so don't get me wrong. I'm talking about, like, you know, uh, well, we, we were gonna talk about rapport here at some point too. One of the things with rapport that, that you learn, it's okay to have your moments. Right. Yeah. So for me to take my kids to mass, show them that they need to go to mass, and that is that that is a parenting thing, right? Mm-hmm. But what I need from mass, I need to go there during a time where I can have a, a moment, you know, alone, because it it, it to, to get into the actual idea of what you need from mass, you there is a lot of, you know, uh, concentration that's required. So mm-hmm. um, I think what I've uh, I've learned is you know uh, the 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 hour in the morning by yourself i go into church some sometimes not often enough when it's empty it's you want to talk about instant impact it it, 10 or 15 minutes uh bring a bible or or just go and sit Uh, it's unreal how it clears your mind more than any building there is for me Mm -hmm. so
1: it's when i drive into work every morning i kind of have my like um, organization, my schedule, right? Yeah. When I'm, I just picture in. you like a cigarette,
0: <laughs> just sing, just singing as loud as you can. That, that, that's right. Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, but I listen my devotional going in for that 10, yeah. 15. Oh, minutes. good for you. It, it just sets sets the tone. Good for you. And then you write down your goals. Yeah. And then you write write down, okay, your appointments for the day, because if I don't do that, I'm so ADD. Yeah. I'm all over. Your place yeah. I'm a hot mess. I'm a train wreck, legitimately. But it goes back to. Jesus loves the messy, you know, I'm not, I'm not perfect. Yeah. I, I make mistakes all day, but hopefully this directs me in, yeah. the, in a better direction. Yeah. I think, and, I think
0: to your point, you're, 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 uh, you're, you're creating good habits. Yeah. Right. So your morning, you know, you know, in the morning that this, this habit makes me a better person, not, not just a better boss or right. That right. Because you're recognizing you know, my ADD, if I don't do those things, I'm not a good, I'm not a good boss. I'm not a good husband. Right. Yeah, so, so you're, you're, you're forming good habits, which I, I, it's amazing how for a year you could do it every, every morning. And then like for a week it kind of goes, and then it's like, you know, it's like working out again mm-hmm. that, you know, that, that first bench press, you're like, Oh gosh, I haven't done this for, you know, mm-hmm. versus you're in it sweating every day and it, it just, you're just craving to get in there in the next day. Right. So yeah, you know, good for you.
1: And like, like working out in the gym, and like the faith and business thing, if you keep doing it repetitive, repetitive,
0: 100% same concept,
1: you're going to, you're going to see the changes. But if you go to church once or pray once throughout the whole year, not not saying that that's going to make a difference in yeah. everything, but being immersed in it, yeah. just it all falls in place. And I, and I think it's so ideal. Like I, I was born and raised Catholic, worked for Enterprise ran rent a car, and I worked Monday through Sunday, so many freaking crazy hours. Not saying corporate America was bad. It wasn't, but I, I lost my direction. Yeah. And then I brought, brought, brought it back, and it's just like, you, you did not realize that you were off the beaten path until you rolled it back in. And then you're like, oh, my gosh, okay. Those, uh, are,
0: those are bottom line jobs, right? The corporate American jobs, mm-hmm. the private equity stuff. Yeah. We're going to squeeze, squeeze, squeeze so that our investors make money. And so that's why your direction in, in those organizations is off kilter right mm-hmm. like there's they have no mission statement right They're just to make money exactly. and so um yeah i went to the silent retreat at Broomtree. i had the things i learned there so i give my phone to someone who works for me and i of course i told all my friends hey uh this person has my phone this weekend feel free to you know fire away and then uh um you know i left my computer and and i, I had this notebook i would write my wife notes it was three days of silent retreat um like the first note I wrote her, I, I go as sick as it's, I, 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 I wrote them like texts, 842, you know, and I said, <laughs> yeah. as sick as it sounds, I miss my phone more than my family. My first terrible realization when I got there, almost, almost uh, lost even saying that out loud right now. But by the time yeah. I was done, it, it, what you realize too, the noise is in here, not out there. Real bizarre. Mm-hmm. Boom. It was crazy. Cause if you think about it, you think about how, or think of your mind right now. You're probably yeah. thinking of 10 questions you want to ask me before it, right? Mm-hmm. To be engaged and to truly listen to people, you have to clear your head and it's nearly impossible to do. And I, I wrote in there on the last day, It sounds really trivial. I wrote my wife a note. I said, I sat down to, to do a number two, right? Mm-hmm. That's all I was, that was, was all that was in my head though. Like I did, I just sat down, you know, did my thing that's it. I mean, you think about like, like normally you got your phone in your hand or you're you're just all these things going on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know. It's hard to explain, but anyway, the, I had a moment in, in mass that my last day there again, that's just, uh, really bizarre. Um, and it, it really, it, it was transformative to the idea that like it didn't, ch- unfortunately it didn't change me permanently in a great way. What it did is it opened my mind to what I'm missing what I'm not doing right. right, the prayer too. I mean, when you when you're silent, it's it's insane how how you the. It's a meditative type of prayer. It's it's conversational. It's it's really unique. It was a blast, and wow. it sounds, it's, you know, for me, I'm everything's always like un, it's uncomfortable. It's just it, I sit in the back of church for a reason, right? And un, it's uncomfortable for me to even tell someone that those things happen to me because I'm the skeptic that, you know. It, it's hokey and but it, it's yeah it's not
1: and i bet that rocked you you way it rocked me yeah
0: it was the it was probably man uh, i'm definitely the most humbling thing that's happened to me in in the past couple of years um and i can do some pretty humbling things <laughs> that's a that's a gift i have humbling that, myself yeah. constantly with stupid I, ideas i think we all do that or right? actions yeah well, i'm
1: guilty of it too i'm pretty bad The the interesting thing like I feel with like my heart at times is just like, when when you think you can't do it or like put up with the day or you have all these stressful conversations that you have to make with customers to to make things right or listen to them or they may just bad experience. Right. And you're like, good Lord, how am I going to make, make it through this day? Yeah. I don't know if I got the time, the energy and it's easy to deflect our insecurities into helping someone
0: else. You ever notice that though? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, on the ride home, uh, you you know, we don't always tell ourselves very good things about ourselves. Right. Like we're and So uh, that's that's like how I mask my insecurity is overabundance of joy and energy around other people. Right. And so um, we do this thing called rapport and uh, LB1 is uh, the first class I took. It's it's the first class that most people take the leadership breakthrough one. It's the first time I was taught to love myself um, and they lead you there. They don't tell you that. It's it's a, it's an amazing process. Um,
1: and I know Molly Christianson
0: very well. Yeah. She's well, amazing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But, She's phenomenal. Yeah. And Molly's probably like me. I, I, I wouldn't, I shouldn't speak for her. It'd be interesting if you asked her if, if does she mask her insecurity with an overabundance of joy yeah. for others or around others. Mm-hmm. But as everyone is like, Oh, it had to be easy for you to do this. And I'm like, no, because the people that are overly extroverted, you that that is a detriment at rapport. Because when, because in rapport, when you have to show true joy and you don't have it, all your joy is fake. Yeah, your energy is fake. Mm-hmm. It's the worst. It's the worst. So, yeah, it was painful in a good way.
1: Can you can you talk a little bit about what is rapport? Or what's the yeah. main facet of it? Or what it's, is Again,
0: it's so. There's leadership breakthrough one, leadership breakthrough two, LB one, LB two, and PC power communications. There's other classes. We, my wife and I just, my wife and I just went to life mastery. It's her fr- first little toe dip into the rapport pond, mm-hmm. and it's the least rapport thing there is in the sense of like the energy of it, like the the hardness. Yeah. But it was amazing. It was. It was. A, it was. The, honestly, it was a breakthrough moment for our marriage. Uh, she said things that. I mean, I think the first thing she told me, I, I immediately started crying. And she's like, "Why are you crying? Because I did not. That is so unintentionally hurting you. It's just a blind spot yeah. of the things that we do. Rapport always talks about intention versus outcome, and so many of us have a good intention. You know, we'll say yes to this man or this person. Yeah. I'm going to stay late for this customer. It's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. But your wife and kids have been waiting for you to eat. You know, there's these things on the backside that you're not purposely hurting them. You're actually, and, and, and when you go home and your wife's mad and you tell her, honey, I, I, I was helping this customer. They had a lot of issues. The reason she's upset still is because she wants you to consider her. Yeah. And in our heads, we're like, but I wasn't hurting you. I was thinking of this. But that's the thing about this global idea of, I okay, I slow down. Is what, what's the outcome of this intention, mm-hmm. you know, in, in our global network and, and our family should probably be the first intention <laughs> to any outcome. And so, anyway, uh, that I, I'd say report really has helped me focus on that. Uh, LB1 is a lot more intrapersonal, it's about you, right? Peeling that onion layer back, you know, w- exposing to yourself these uh, the narratives that we've created for f- internally that mm-hmm. are false, false, right. you know. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times I hear someone say, boy, I couldn't believe I did that after LB1. I'm like, why don't you say, I can't believe I don't do that all the time. You did it. Yeah. So you, you can't believe it. you did something, which means you could do it every single day. Right? You choose not to. It's this, it's, we, we all are we we have this broken. Right yeah, yeah. The last thing we want to do is put ourselves in front of the world and fail. Yeah. When the only times in your job and your marriage and your spiritual life that you have grown is when you failed, mm-hmm. And so I think rapport really prepares you and gets you excited to fail. I mean, I want to, I, I was ready to fall on my face when I walked out of there. I was excited for it. Mm-hmm. Um, LB2 is more about leadership outside of ourselves, how we communicate with a team. How do we show up? You know, where are those mm-hmm. misses PCs about how we, that's, that's obviously power communication. Uh, a lot of it's authenticity.
1: Yeah. Gotta be authentic, yep. sincere, genuine. Yep. Oh gosh,
0: um, this is the thing with it. our country right now, too. We've got these political parties, you know, I, I the far right, far left, who they don't want us to uh, say the wrong thing and grow. Mm-hmm. And and uh, yeah, what do you do? You just gotta. <laughs> I, all of us gotta power through it and keep making mistakes out loud in the open. It's gonna make everyone else better. And and you know, words are not violence. Um, not when they're in, not when not, not a question.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm pretty sure we've all been bullied in our lives and had horrible things yeah. lobbed at us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I always think internally we probably bully ourselves more than any bully ever has, right? So I think the bullies probably help us grow. I think it's the internal bullying that really holds us back.
1: Yeah, because in our mind, in our brain, and everything, it we're the
0: bully. Yeah, we're the boy. Oh my yeah. gosh! Yeah,
1: and I kind of think about like. Michael Jordan, like some of these great athletes, so like why they were successful. Like I love listening to his quotes. He's like, after I won a game, he would go practice or shoot so many jump shots, free throws, three pointers. And he's like, I missed more than I made, but I kept practicing my game. And he was never satisfied. Even though he won the championship, If you watched the Bulls thing on ESPN, I, I love, dude. Oh, it was phenomenal. So, and then so, he was practicing the next day.
0: He missed more game. He had more game losing shots by like, like I think what was it, five percent, seven percent?
1: Sounds about right. Yeah. He made. Yeah.
0: No one remembers our misses. Yeah. It's it's insane that we're worried about falling on our face. Exactly. And again, it's mindset. This guy, it's like the rock climbing uh, documentary. Remember that? The dude who mm-hmm. climbed
1: Capitan? Yes.
0: Yep. The, the doctor said his brain is wired differently than ours. Did you Did you see the
1: doc on there? I, I did see that. Yeah.
0: Well, I, I also think I, I read this book, The Brain That Changes Itself. We we can rewire our thoughts. We can, This is the rapport thing, too. It rewires or at least gets you to the point of knowing you're the problem. Silent retreat. All the noise was in my head. It wasn't yeah. external we can tune i can tune you out if i want right. tuning this out is impossible right okay. and well i shouldn't say that i actually just fell into that <laughs> trap it it's not something we've been trained to do we haven't been taught to do it and it's it's way more intentional believe I, honestly to 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 be able to clear your own
1: head is a, a, a very intentional process tuning someone else out is pretty easy i feel we brainwash ourselves like yes. if you said hey i want to make so many sales calls and close this many deals. Yeah, if you don't think you could do it, you're not going to do it. Yeah, yeah, over and over again. Or I'm not going to be a good husband or father or so on and so forth. If you don't, if you think you're going to fail, you'll fail before you yeah. even started.
0: The thing I loved about the Jordan documentary too, and it's the only time he cried. It's it's the the interviewers telling him, you know, that that he bullied other players and you know um, disrespected them because in practice, do you see? like it, oh my
1: gosh, he was. When he coach started, and all those why guys. he
0: started to cry was he, he? He said, "I I made them better." Yeah, I think I think I think the, I think the crying for him was more of the, the, that they still don't recognize that all of that meant something. That that the, the, they're holding on to the to the thing he did that actually won them championships, right? Yeah. These guys, would, Steve Kerr made game winners. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I hundred percent guarantee Steve Kerr would say Jordan made him better, and I just that's a part. But this is where his brain is wired differently Um, because he was he was a bully to a degree. Depends on how you want to define bully. However, I mean a lot of those guys became superstar players because of him.
1: They did, yeah. Scott Scotty Pippen. I know. I yeah. Kerr Pippen's,
0: Pippen's a really interesting. Uh, kind of athlete in terms of, you know, underrated his whole career. And then now I don't know if he's overrated. It's like Jimmy Carter. He was hated. Now he's apparently one of the greatest presidents ever. Pippin's a unique individual. I, he was an amazing guy. He was paired solo with Jordan, his defense and everything else. And when Jordan, remember when Jordan retired, Pippen was probably top two in the league. Yeah, he was. Mm -hmm. So he clearly was great. I just, it's just, he's just an enigma. It's, I, you know, it's hard to, it would have been interesting to see him in a different, on a different team in a different time period. I don't know. Right. That would boy, be. we, we digress quick. Don't we? Oh, we,
1: we do one thing. I'll, and we'll end with the the bowl thing is like with, when Michael Jordan made that game winning shot, when they beat the jazz over yeah. Byron Russell and when people he, are like, he pushed off. push off, he pushed off. And I love the interview on the last dance when they asked Jordan, did you think you were going to make it? Yeah, <laughs> I was going to, it's mindset. Yeah. He had it in his mind. Yeah. He said, he, I
0: always thought I was going to make it. Make shot. it. Yeah. Didn't matter if he missed the last one, but that again—that's the whole idea. No of, doubt, you know, he enjoyed—he enjoyed missing it, knowing he was going to make the next one. That's the thing. You don't—you can't sit there and dwell on that missed shot. The missed shot made him make the next one. If you miss five shots the same way you shoot every one of them, the next one's going to go in at some point, right? Mm-hmm. It's all—it's—it's all, it's, it's a practicing mindset. Oh, it it's is. a big moment. I missed that shot. Your, and then your brain gets used to the idea that he's going to shoot a big shot this game and it the heartbeat slows down the whole everything comes together because he made those he missed all those shots mhm I mean, that's that's the thing that's the cool part of that i i, I even my wife got into that. that was a really good that's that was like covid too wasn't it that was like right on the cusp of covid
1: that was in covid and they they just came out with their cheater the captain i don't know if oh you've seen it's that. so good oh uh, my gosh dude i i've been watching that on sunday nights and it's amazing that's baseball
0: is such a team sport and it's, it's American. I, I think it's the most, it, it, de- it describes how America is supposed to be. Like it, when you move a runner, you don't get credit for that in the box score. Right. No, but you, you do, but you do when you go to the dugout.
1: Yeah, you do your, your teammates.
0: Right. So yeah. if you're called up from the minors, that's kind of the field of dreams thing. Right. With, mm-hmm. the, with the doc, you know, he gets, he gets, he gets the one at bat, but he does what he's supposed to up there. Yeah, he does. Right.
1: I love the filter dreams, by the way, oh, the, the movie. And yeah. then any baseball movie. Oh gosh. The Cubs and the Reds. They just played. I, I got goosebumps legitimately when they came out of the cornfields and everything. Griffies. Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: So <laughs> you want to have a catch dad.
1: <laughs> I, I want to go back real quick. Yeah. Faith in business. Faith in business. Yeah. If someone's never been to the event. Yeah. What can they expect?
0: You know, uh, so our, 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 uh, speakers talk about, you know, uh, how they impact other people around them by living, as you said, right? Like practicing what they preach. Although that now I'm, now that sounds religious to some degree, but you know what I mean? That, mm-hmm. that um, so I remember, so I'm going to segue into, um, Tom Henderson's event just so I can plug Tom Henderson. Tom, I love you.
1: I like Tom too. i going to go to yeah, both Tom's cameras.
0: Tom, <laughs> um,
1: we gave him a shout out. The
0: residents. So do you remember yeah. when Chris Broussard was there? Yes. Do you yeah, remember the story? That, so yeah, that was gets two put, years ago, right? So he, so he literally the concept of why, why we put this together. Of course, Tom does better than everyone, but Chris Broussard's main point and it was amazing. Actually, I remember I remember the interview. So I think it was John Amici was the first openly gay basketball player, and Broussard's like, and and I knew this. The interviewer is going to set him up and ask what he felt because they knew that interview knew he, he he thought it was a sin to be gay. Yeah. And this is, again, now we're talking about, like, in our country, this is this is how we should be able to talk to each other, right? Like, mm-hmm. this, I'm, you should be able to say that not to the person, but about your own self. This is what Rory thinks about, how, this is how I feel about my life, that mm-hmm. if I did, you know, right? Yeah. You're not walking around slapping a scarlet letter on someone. And so, but anyway, his should point was... Yeah. They, so He basically says, "I think being gay is a sin." He says all these things, and I'm not saying I agree with this. I want to make sure that that's it put out there. W- what his point was, he does believe that. He doesn't hate the person. He said, "I'm a sinner," right? He he yeah. went into what I would go into if we were talking about, you know, something that I thought was a sin or someone shouldn't do. I'd go into my own self too, where it's like, look, I'm not, I'm not out there. I'm not out there choosing who goes to heaven and hell. I don't have time the time for it, especially if I want to go to heaven or i mean highly unlikely obviously but I, if you want to get there you got to really focus on yourself was my point but he said they went around they wanted to get him fired well everyone they interviewed said that's how he believes they, what, what ended up happening is they couldn't fire him because he lived his christian life everywhere he went he didn't cuss he's never cussed remember he says hell while we're sitting we're in the conference yeah and he goes but i don't think hell is a swear word And his light, he had made such a consistent day-to-day human being that never like swayed from that, that, Mm -hmm. that base. Right. And, and it, you know, if, if yours isn't Christianity, like, you know, the idea is that you are a good human. I mean, I don't know how you can truly be a good human being and not be humbled by the idea of a higher power. Uh, That's, there is no humility without that. That's, and if you don't have humility, there's no way you can be a good person. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. um, I, I just I loved that. That is exactly what the faith and business conference is about. It's about I. He said exactly how he felt, which many people are uncomfortable with. I hate when I I I, I get uncomfortable with um, those types of comments too. I, I I'm very careful. Uh, it sounds even if it's your opinion, it still sounds very judgy to me about other human beings. When I think you know they they need to live their lives the way that they need to, especially where we are. but I loved that exactly is how you know all of us should be. that's what the Faith and business conference is about. Matt Burke spoke last year.
1: former Viking yep yeah. and yeah, Baltimore Raven great. and yeah. he's yeah. running for yeah. governor yeah <laughs> but his
0: his point was more that foot he 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 football in general is very Christian like it's grounded in a lot of Christianity, right the players. Their camaraderie. A lot of it comes from that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's not shoved down guy's throat, but it's in, it's pretty, it's, it's, it's definitely in the fabric of, of the NFL, apparently like he just, and he talked about that, mm-hmm. but, um, we, this year we have Dr. Naughton, um, who's an amazing human being. Um, and, and, you know, he, he is very good at, at, li- at wearing one hat and uh, he'll talk through you know what that looks like to him and and uh should look like to us which is awesome and then i'm 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 getting up uh uh <laughs> speaking a panel uh, i think i i think there's three of us up there dr notton included so that'll be kind of fun
1: yeah i'm i'm pretty stoked to see yourself yeah. dr notton, and, and
0: just up there it, quivering
1: uh, <laughs> just sweating it's i i really just love how you're authentic i appreciate uh, that man. thank uh, you J- J- you're genuine, and you speak how it is. But you have a good foundation, and you, you, again, you don't shy away from, you know, making mistakes and being you. Yeah. And and I think sometimes in the world we live in, right? Yeah. You, you put on a mask or a face, even through adversity, through the good times, the bad times, and different times, so on and so forth. It's just like, I want to, if I do go to heaven that one day, I want to show, you, you get me. Monday through Friday this way, bro- broken and everything. It, I don't change one day or the other, you know, that I'm just authentically I, that way.
0: I agree. I think we spend our whole lives improving ourselves, which, you know, it's in, in, the perfect is an impossibility, but the pursuit, the pursuit of it isn't.
1: Yeah. Right? It, it doesn't end. You, you're always trying to improve, like yeah. improve, right? I think, yeah, you know,
0: I, I I have a lot of bad habits, some of which affect other people. Most are. Self-destructive. I think most of us tend to be self-destructive, but again, intention and outcome. I think sometimes our self-destructive behaviors do have outcomes on other people. Um, I'm a high seeker. You know, I was busted with drugs at such a young age, and you know that that's a haunting thing for me. Yeah. Uh, I, so, yeah which, no. This is the thing with the sailor cheat. The high from that, I mean, it's amazing. So there you know, it's some of my things are you know either almost anything that that will uh, you know bad habits we have there's a good habit that actually kind of that, that goes hand in hand with that habit. Like, I don't, I guess I don't really know how to explain that the right way, but there are things out there that I could do more often and less often, but still get that high that I'm looking for. All the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, I think almost every, every bad habit, there's a good habit that runs right along. So there's a yin yang for everything. There is, um, uh, the book, the prophet, I remember, you know, one of the first poems, he talks about how joy and pain come from the same place. And, and and this and, and this it's it's about the humility of that though too, to which we can't ever over enjoy joy too too much or let pain, you know, take us to a place we can never come back from. Yeah. That one one is on the other side of the other, right? When the sun mm-hmm. sets, it also rises. And and you can't have one without the other too. I, I love the idea that, you know, pain, humility, they they have the same effect on us as, you know, success and joy do. Right, they it they does. they, yeah. they imp, one impacts the other, and so I I think uh, yeah, focusing on some better habits is probably something I should be getting out of things like uh, faith and business conference for sure for me personally,
1: and it, and it goes to when one door closes another one opens so yeah. Yeah.
0: but we have to close the one door and then open the other, yeah. <laughs> and, and giving yourself credit for yeah. opening a door, I, I mean, dude, I there's so many times I. Just don't think I should be a business owner. I don't deserve money that I make. It's 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 amazing mindset. You could get caught in those thought processes quickly, and when my mindset's there, I'm way more likely to do the bad thing that that seeks the high. Yeah. Versus saying, "I'm so grateful for what I have." Holy cow! I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna go serve at the banquet. You know, like when you're in a like a moment of gratitude the things you do are for uh, like all the, all the right things, all mm-hmm. the right doors. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that that's, that's, that is the idea of the conference. I thought Chris Broussard, you know, uh, that example to me was really interesting because his, his point was to, you know, be consistent because when, if you're this, if you're a good, if you believe in what you believe and, and, and people see it, um, they're not going to question you when you say something or make a mistake. They they're not going to question your intentions of that. They might not like it, yeah. But they'll they they they're still
1: going to know where you're coming from. Yeah, where you come from, where you stand. Right. And um, I think it was two years ago, kind of going off Chris Broussard. It was John Maxwell at the SME yeah. thing yeah. when he was here, yeah. Danny, and I. I've seen John twice, and one thing I loved, he was talking about cutting a tree, being consistent. Yeah. And just Monday, you go out. Bam, yeah. bam, bam. Tuesday, same thing. Bam, yeah. bam, bam, bam. And if you can kept doing it over and over again, consistency yeah. will win. Yeah, atomic habits, right? Yeah, atomic habits. Yeah, totally. What What would you like to end with? Like, I love having it. Like second appreciate- time on the podcast, like, <laughs> I appreciate. I, I, I always yeah. just love just around, with you. And just, away. Oh, it's always great, man. <laughs> if you
0: make any sense out of what I said, I will be so grateful. Thank you. <laughs> I think we made a lot uh, of sense. End with, wow, I don't know, um, monkey pox. Uh, the CDC, I mean, apparently, I don't know, I shouldn't even say the stuff I read today with the CDC. I think the CDC has lost its collective mind, dude. Um, yeah, they have this thing on the CDC, you can go look it up. Uh, apparently, you know, sexual contact could increase the likelihood of monkey pox, so they go through these things that you shouldn't do. Like, I mean... If you guys want a good laugh, go check it out, cdc.gov, monkeypox in the U.S. Oh, my heaven. So, anyway, obviously, vaccination, they're like, if you get vaccinated, then sex will be much safer, just against monkeypox, by the way. They don't say that, but it's like, we should probably still tell them there's other things like, you know, syphilis that apparently came
1: back big
0: time during COVID. So, I don't know. If you go read it, it's it's, it's pure insanity.
1: Oh, man. Some good reads, some good advice, but... Appreciate you. No, yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate you, Roy. Are you
0: guys coming to the Faith and Business Conference? Good. I hope you are. Yeah. If I don't see you, I'll just uh, you know take some pictures of myself and send them your way. <laughs> That's some, great. Some some, some mayor some selfies. Th-
1: thanks for being a role model. Thanks for doing what you're doing. And seriously, you're an inspiration because I appreciate that, dude. Thank you. Absolutely, we'll do it again. Yeah. Thanks, thanks Roy. See, yeah. Great seeing you, yeah. see man. See you soon.